Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. My name is Scott Copperman, and I'm one of the hosts of the show. My co-host, Elton McManus, is not with us today. He's actually in Portugal, I believe, in the middle of a two-week holiday with his family. I'm sure he's having a great time. He's sorely missed, but at the same time, I know he's going tech-free, which is amazing. (laughs) But there will be no Skyping or iPhoning or emailing or conference calling or talk showing or anything like that. He's he's on vacation, and more power to him for that. So it's just you and me today. Hi. How you doing? How you been? You look nice. But uh, I had something special planned for you guys, which I'll get to in a second. And before I do that, I also want to say on behalf of Elton and I, I'll keep it short and sweet. We really, really appreciate the support and the interest you guys have for the show. It's so much fun doing this podcast. We've recently started a second podcast called Rethinking Lost, and we just love doing it. It's been a lot of fun. It's uh, certainly not easy sometimes, but it never feels hard. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't really want to ramble because I'm going to end up having to stop and <laughs> edit and maybe I'll even cry. But uh, just the bottom line is thank you all so much for all the feedback, all the support, all the interest. And you know, I want you to know that Elton and I both really want the show to be good. We try to release on a consistent schedule with consistent quality. Unfortunately, this summer we've had some things beyond our control, uh, disruptions in work schedule, the kids are home from school, activities, vacations. It's It's been a little choppy. Um, we know that, and we, again, appreciate you kind of rolling with it with us. Certainly look for things to take uh, a definite realignment and, and refocusing as we move forward from here. At the same time, I'm hoping that to you it's, it all just seems good, right? It's all good. So without Elton here, I wasn't really sure what route I wanted to go. You know, we could bring in another co-host, a guest host. Uh, we could do kind of a clip show. I could kind of mash up old episodes and, and kind of make something that seems like he is here. But my head kept coming back to one thing in particular. And it's largely because of, of the listening audience. Some of the feedback I've seen on Twitter and, and conversations I've seen and all. This podcast was largely inspired and made possible because of the Simply Syndicated podcasting network. Uh, Elton and I met in the forums at Simply Syndicated. We both listened to the podcast there. Um, this is actually even before everybody migrated to Twitter. <laughs> the forum was like a it was a hop in place with Jacob had 6,000 posts and Marius had 6,800 posts and even I had like 900 posts at some point, I think. I don't know, but... You would go there, you'd interact, it was back and forth. People talked about the Make It So episodes and the Bollocks episodes and, you know, did you see this, did you see that? It was a big deal to share other episodes of other podcasts outside the network you might have heard. And, I mean, it, it still is a great place, and if you're looking for a fun, safe, diverse community to be a part of, I definitely say you should go and do it. But a funny thing happened around, well, let's say around last Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 2008, October 2008, Christmas 2008, New Year's 2009, Valentine's Day 2009. You get the gist. Somewhere around there. Somewhere in the last winter, a bunch of podcasts popped up. The Starbase 66 podcast, the Nerd Hurdles podcast, Here Goes Nothing podcast, The Devil Miss Mindy. There's a whole bunch, actually, that had kind of come out. You can kind of identify them by the episode number. They're kind of in the 20s or 30s and you know, released kind of weekly. But anyway, so this this pool of podcasts had started. Uh, Apotheosis of a Bombast was one. 
and we all supported each other, and there was a lot of, of interaction between the producers and the listeners, and you'd see this one guest hosting on this one and making a call-in appearance. And then somewhere around the spring, a second wave started, which, you know, I, I may be wrong with some of the dates of these things, but I would say, you know, the Scuttercast kind of falls in there. Uh, there's quite a few, and, and I, I've taken a chance here even naming names. I'm, I just don't want to make a mistake, so I'm actually trying to name less. <laughs> but there's a lot of great podcasts. Even more recently, we've seen another group of podcasts kind of spring out from that pool of talent, and that could be Blakey Biz's podcasts. And then there's a bunch of other shows produced under the Blakey Biz umbrella. You can't see my finger quotes there. Many of whom are produced by younger members of the Simply Syndicated community. Their episode counts actually may be higher than ours because they release pretty frequently. And I know they do a lot of shows, very diverse stuff. It's all good. But what I sometimes see in the forums and on Twitter and all is that that feeling out. Does anybody want to start a podcast? Well, you know, I'm thinking of doing a podcast. Very few of us who podcast in, in this cluster of shows are next-door neighbors. A lot of it is done through the computer, through Skype or TalkShoe or, or other conferencing tools. And some of us have only ever met online. So that makes it a little harder to try to find someone to do your podcast with. So I watch from a distance sometimes as I see people kind of going through that, that motion. Some are, some are very confident. You know, I'm doing a podcast. Who wants in? And some are a little more tentative and like, uh, I'm thinking of doing a podcast. Maybe. What do you guys think? Would anybody listen? Everyone has their own comfort level and confidence level. But as I watch this, I'm reminded of my own situation. And I thought for today's episode, I would kind of share some of that with you. So I personally had been a radio disc jockey in high school and college. I was a production director for my college radio station. Really loved doing that. It was a, a career path that I thought I might go at one point. Obviously didn't. But it's something I loved. And then <laughs> when school ended... And real life came in, um, the radio stuff kind of went by the wayside. It just This was before the internet was as big and, and as convenient as it is now for podcasting. So, you know, although I was one of the early members of America Online, my father was on the board of directors for America Online when it was very, very small, when they used to turn it off at night. I can remember there being nights when a chat room would be me, someone from Australia, someone from Germany, and say like a, someone from Canada. And then at 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, psh, shut down until 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, this is back in the day when Prodigy and QLink and CompuServe and all these things were independent entities before America Online kind of bought them and mixed them all together and before America Online had any numbers after the end of it. <laughs> but, so my use of, of like internet, social networking and stuff kind of goes way back. And, uh, you know, I was, I was, in, I was in college but I never really did much with it. About two years ago, I was a couple months into listening to podcasts like Make It So and all the Lost podcasts and really enjoying listening to that. And I kind of thought, well, it'd be kind of neat to do something like that. I think I was listening to the Baby Monsters podcast, which is a dad and a daughter, and they do the podcast together. It's almost like the dad kind of just supporting the daughter as she, she does her own podcast. And I thought that'd be great to do with my son. So we did a, a couple of, of episodes of the Jay and Dad podcast, and that kind of went for <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Um, my son really loved it, but it just was a little bit beyond him at the time. So we tried, and it, I think we did like five episodes, and the hardest part, honestly, was finding time to sit down and do it. It just never really seemed to be the priority, so that kind of fell by the wayside. Fast forward to October 2008, and there's a folder in the Simply Syndicated forum about 
plugging yourself and people uh, talking about the podcast they produce and things like that. And I, I can't remember exactly what prompted it, but I put a post in there saying, you know, I'd like to try to do a podcast if anyone's interested. And then Elton posted right after me, I'd like to do a podcast if anyone's interested. So I went and I listened to Elton's fourth-person podcast, reached out to him a little bit via email, back and forth, would he be interested in doing it? Could we do it? He's in England, I'm in the U.S. We, neither of us had used Skype or anything like that. But we both seemed to have the same idea of of what we wanted to do, what kind of podcast we wanted it to be, how heavy, how light, structure, things like that. I know it's it's probably hard to believe seeing some of the inconsistencies of what we've done, but it, we both were kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's what we want. So ultimately, we decided to, to give it a shot. And what you hear now and what you've heard for the last uh, seven months is the end result of that. You know, it's been a lot of fun, and it's worked out. But there was a step in there, and that's what I'm getting to with this long ramble, that for me was terrifying. And I know for for some of you, it's not a big deal. For, for others, it might be. And it's that actual, like, reaching out. One of the things that terrifies me most of all, absolutely scares me to death, is to be that guy when somebody is, like, waving across the room or across the street or something, and... And you wave back, but they weren't waving at you. <laughs> or someone says something to you, and you answer, and... Oh, you were talking to someone else. Ha ha ha. Sink down and want to die right on the spot. So, I, I don't know. So fear of rejection? I don't know what that would be called. I'll let someone else analyze that. But so with this thing with Elton, I had posted, he posted, I had emailed, he emailed back... But, you know, it, it, things are kind of in a holding pattern. Someone somewhere has to just kind of give that little push. You know, just ask the question and get a yes or a no and, and go our separate ways or go forward. And, you know, it's not that either one of us wasn't interested, as far as I could tell. It was more just kind of, it was Halloween, it was Thanksgiving, it was Christmas. You know, time's ticking away. And being the insecure person that I am, I'm kind of wondering, ooh, maybe he wants to do it with someone local, maybe he's holding out, maybe he's got someone else already, maybe he just doesn't want to say no, Yeah, whatever, the whole thing. So ultimately what I did is I sent an audition tape. Woo, yeah. <laughs> well, an audition tape isn't probably the best way to put it. It was more intended to be kind of an audio introduction. Again, this is before either of us had Skype or we even really understood how it worked, but it was more to kind of let him hear my voice, let him get a sense of how comfortable I was with the technology, and and even share an anecdote or two just to show that I could have that kind of conversation <laughs> on the computer, that I could be by myself and talk to no one, kind of like I am now. So that's what I'm going to play for you now. And I don't do it in any way thinking that it's great podcasting material. I mean, it's basically me just introducing myself. It'll be interesting for me to listen to that recording compared to this first part and get a sense of the difference in the self-confidence and the tone and the the authoritative speaking that goes on. I'm essentially doing the same thing, sitting alone talking about myself, but you may find it interesting in the things that I chose to talk to Ellen about, how I chose to introduce myself by talking about what ringtones I had and how I described my own background, and, and you'll probably hear some of that cautiously making a proposal and then backing away, making a proposal and backing away, not wanting to be too shy, but at the same time hardly 
declaring this is what we should do and this is how it is. It's much more in that in this recording you'll hear. Probably someone pretty afraid of being rejected. But thankfully, it all worked out, didn't it? And here we are, 26 episodes into the Bombast podcast. As I said, it's been a lot of fun. I love working with Elton. He's a great guy. Uh, podcasts hopefully are fun for you guys to listen to. Before I set you on your way, I just want to say again, thank you for all the feedback. Thank you for the patience. Look forward to episodes 27 through 57 being great, consistently produced, consistently scheduled. And we'll both be back in a week or so to present episode 27. Staying true to our Bombast format, I want to include a moral for today's show. And today's moral would be, sometimes you just have to take that first step. You know, I'm not saying that we would have never gotten together to do this podcast if I hadn't sent this tape. But there was something about sending the file to Elton that was a huge step in my own head. And boy, you know, those two or three days of waiting for an acknowledgement of the email <laughs> from him. You know, it's a huge file you're sending and you're worried like, did it go through? Should I check to make sure it didn't get rejected? Is he pissed I sent this giant email to his mailbox? Is it blocked up? Did he listen to it and go, oh my God, what a tool? You know, it was brutal. But taking that first step was huge for me, and I'm sure on Elton's side, responding kind of got things rolling on his end as well. So whether you're thinking of starting a podcast and you're kind of timid about asking people to do it with you, or you want to email someone that you're a fan of, or send a tweet at someone, or call into a show, or whatever it might be, speaking from experience, both here with Elton and and other things, I want to encourage you to... (laughs) <laughs> take that first step and I understand it's it's frightening to hang yourself out there and, and leave yourself to be basically judged by someone but you know the couple times that it works out well whether it's a few or a lot more than justify taking the risk to go and do it so that's enough rambling on my part I'm going to leave you with this recording which again excuse the quality please but it's an audio introduction that I sent to Elton back in October of 2008 basically the origins of this podcast so enjoy check back next week for episode 27 and more of the usual bombast romp thanks a lot everybody hope you had a great summer and talk to you soon bye hi my name is scott copperman and this is a response to elton's post on simply syndicated.com Uh, where he responded to my post as SHC1970 in the Plug Yourself forum, where I was looking to see if anyone would like to do a podcast at some point. I saw that you were looking for the same kind of thing, but you are looking for someone local. On the off chance you didn't get a local response, or the succeeding posts that talked about how Skype was free, and and you're willing to try to figure it out, and I'm willing to figure it out, I thought maybe I'd uh, send you a little message. See if you were interested, liked what you heard, wanted to try to go forward, see if we could put something together. Um, I did have a chance to listen to your fourth person podcast, and I thought that was exactly the kind of thing I was hoping to put together. Kind of a interactive ramble, just about stuff. Um, it's kind of like how the Simply Syndicated podcasts tend to be sometimes. Focused and yet meandering. Um, or if you've ever listened to Jay and Jack, the same kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would be great to sit there and talk about, uh, favorite breakfasts, you know, or, or you had, uh, the anecdotes about trying out Facebook or how it, at the beginning it was 
something you were like addicted to and it kind of fizzles out over time. My wife's going through that exact thing. She's just signed up probably about six weeks ago. And every time she's on the computer, she's on Facebook. That's kind of all she does these days. I know it'll fade, but it's like this instant rush. I actually am not on Facebook, but um, I'm perfectly familiar with the whole setup. Um, you were talking about you know, anecdotes about injuries and such. I, I can remember nothing quite as graphic as some of the ones you had, but I uh, remember when I was in third grade, which would be when I was seven, and I was playing at my friend Matthew Sampson's house. And we were playing tag, high-speed tag, basically. And he had a, a screened-in porch with a sliding glass door. And that was base. And I came barreling in. I was not going to get tagged. I'm flying, I'm flying, I'm flying. And ran right through the sliding glass door. Big gash in my arm. I still have the scar from it, actually. But uh, I remember that. I remember the reaction I remember my own parents' reaction to being to the response they got from the Sampson family. Like that, <laughs> all they wanted to know was if we were going to pay for the door. They didn't want to know how Scott was. So I don't know. The little anecdotes like that. Um, I'm married. Uh, been married for 13 years. Ooh, our anniversary is in August. Um, so I mean, there's all all kinds of things that I don't know. I really want to share. Right off the top of my bat, out of the of the bat, but I will say uh, there's plenty of stories in there, <laughs> as I'm sure you can imagine, um, from the witty to the romantic to the kind of goofy um, day to day things. Uh, my wife would desperately love to have a dog. My son is terrified of dogs. He was tackled from behind when he was three, just literally chased down right out of the movies. Dog came barreling in. I'm about 60 yards away. My son's running to me. Jay, hurry, you can do it. Trying to get him to come, trying to get him to come. See the dog coming. I, I don't know what to do. I want to get there. I know I can't get there in time to stop the dog. The dog leaps, pounces on him from behind, knocks him down. He's been terrified of dogs ever since. My wife and my daughter would love to have a dog. I wouldn't mind having a dog, but obviously there's there's an issue. So we went yesterday to uh, the local pet store and my wife went had explained to the people who worked there and had them bring a dog out then I brought my son and we tried to get him to play with the dog a little bit and although it's not uh, major news I mean there's certainly anecdotal qualities to that as well um, I, my son is 8 and my daughter is 6 uh, we're going through a lot of things again that are conversational uh, you know, Christmas presents obviously is an adventure. They're both learning to play piano. They're both doing good in school. And just like any, there's issues with teachers that my wife and I have. Um, <laughs> we have our whole strategy of how we're trying to get Jay, my son, interested in. Well, he loves video games already. I like video games too, which I noticed you do. But um, you know, you can't just throw him in and have him start playing Halo. So it was a whole organized strategy of how to get him involved in video games. You know, we had an old uh, Super Nintendo, which was great to start with because although the graphics were poor, <laughs> they pretty much sucked. There's, I mean, the blood looks like a little, there's no blood, I don't think you know. This, it predates it all being permissible. Um, and the controls, the controls were those simple little things with two buttons. 
So when he was like three or four, that was perfect. And then uh, we had a Nintendo 64, which was great because the games were a little more exciting. The controls a little more complicated. But they're all, you know, quote-unquote retro now. So it's like $3 to get a game. And then his cousin gave us a GameCube, which, again, the games were cheap. And we just got a Wii recently, which we play. He plays a lot of stuff on the computer as well. But, I mean, he's getting pretty savvy, and it's it's a fine one. We have issues that we talk about with uh, his friends playing rated M games. His mom's vehemently against it. You know, the whole deal. Um, hmm. Let's see. What other kind of stuff is worth going into? I don't know. Well, let's talk tech skills. Uh, at the moment, I'm recording this with uh, an M audio microphone, which I couldn't tell you much about. I could probably look it up. But off the top of my head, all I know is it's it's recording a single audio track. Um, I'm using Audacity, although I've used Camtasia uh, as another method for recording narration onto uh, what are they called? Um, window PowerPoints. <laughs> there we go, and other things. But I'm using Audacity at the moment. Um, I have some web presence. Uh, thatotherpage.com is a web page that I maintain. Uh, I do the tech stuff for turnleftatthecorner.com. That's uh, really it's fantasy football, both for kids and adults, but it'll be something else eventually. I've tried to do this as a single audio track, and I just realized now, although you won't know, that I finally have to give in and uh, edit, which is not a big deal. But <laughs> I was trying to take pride in doing it as cleanly as I could in one take. Beyond that, uh, I listen to uh, a lot of podcasts for Lost. I listen to some podcasts for Fringe, some movie stuff, simply syndicated stuff I like. Uh, again, I really just like that kind of interactive dialogue, and, and that's just basically the kind of thing that I was hoping to to find a chance to do with somebody. So I don't know. It's probably uh, – you probably don't need to get a 20-minute recording from me here, so I'll wrap this up. And I guess I'll treat it like some sort of odd job interview where, you know, the, you're looking not to go traditional. You're looking to kind of go – with something that stands out and and makes them wonder. Well, given the context of what you know, I'm proposing and looking to do with you, I'll I'll share a couple of tidbits, which are certainly uh, potential conversation points. Um, one of the most prized things that my wife gave me is a teddy bear. She gave it to me when we first had started dating, probably. Uh, about two or three. It was Valentine's Day of 1992. Uh, well, I'm 38 years old, <laughs> so it's it's uh, a while ago. I still have it. it; still stays right on our bed. But it's a a teddy bear that she gave me when I was applying to graduate school. It was for Valentine's Day, actually, of uh, the first year we started going out, and I named it the bear, and uh, that kind of became an inside thing for us that. You know, what should we name a dog if we get it? The dog. What should we name the fish? The fish. Just, well, it doesn't sound quite as cute now that I say it out loud, but you know, in our household, it's a, it's kind of a funny, fun thing to share. Oh. Uh, my favorite beverage is ginger ale. 
Well, not beverage. I shouldn't say that. There's other beverages of a different type that I enjoy. My favorite soda flavor is ginger ale. Uh, and I kind of make an effort to try all the different brands of ginger ale I can. You know, I have a feeling that you probably have a wider range in Great Britain than we have here. Just because ginger ale seems exotic. It may not be very exotic at all. It may be a very American thing. But um, there's Canada Dry. There's Seagram's. There's uh, Schweppes. A couple other you know, major brands here in America. Um, but then I also make a point of trying all the generics. All the store brands. and uh, I've had ginger beer. And uh, <laughs> again, that's probably not a very uh, important fact to share. But um, I'm actually looking at a can of Canada Dry Ginger Ale on my desk at the moment. Uh, and let's see, what other third little tidbit can we share? Well, I'll share with you uh, my ringtone. It's an odd thing. They say that knowing someone's ringtone tells you quite a bit about them. Uh, my ringtone on my cell phone, that's my chair creaking. My ringtone on my cell phone is the opening of Dark Blue by Jack's Mannequin. Which, let's see, I'm sure I could mix that in officially, but I happen to have the cell phone right here, so let's see if I can play it into the microphone for you. Well, that would be 30 seconds. It tends to go a little bit longer. That may not be very high quality there. Let's see if I can find a another version of it here on my phone. Like I said, I should probably just mix it in automatically, but I think I have a longer one. Um, all right, so this would be the sound file where it comes from, actually on my phone. Well, that's it. So, what does that say about me? I don't know. It actually, uh, <laughs> it probably says I'm pretentious and obnoxious. I hope it doesn't. But um, only once have I ever really been somewhere that someone heard it and went, hey, is that Jack's Mannequin? And it was, it was actually in the local party store. Um, might have been actually last Halloween. I'll have to think about that a little harder. But the clerk. Heard the phone, and he recognized the song immediately, and we were st started talking about the music video. Um, it's a good song in general. I, I like, actually, uh, all the Jack's Mannequin stuff I know, and um, something corporate also. The same lead singer. To be honest, though, my phone is probably set on vibrate more often than actually out loud, um, whether for work or just just in general. And I think, actually, I might even be a little bit embarrassed. Not of the ring, but just... I don't know, people who get... I'm not one of those people who likes to be on the cell phone in public and, you know, I, I find it awkward when someone in front of me in line is on the cell phone or... Uh, some people just don't have tact. They don't know good etiquette for that and I don't want to even be perceived remotely as one of those people. Said the man who played his cell phone ringtone into the microphone. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then the spirit of giving you something just to kind of digest. Well, there's something to digest. Um... I happen to have my wife's ringtone here on my phone also because I had sent it to her and such. But um, this, interestingly, is my son. And my wife, being the bit of a sadist that she is, uh, had me 
record him while we tickled him. Okay, so that's cute, but then you have to actually recognize the cell phone when it rings. And that's the big fault with this for her. As uh, she gets these phone calls, and in the back of her head, she hears somebody laughing. She doesn't realize it's her phone. So there's been some issues with that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So that's probably enough for an unsolicited uh, audio introduction. Um, you can reach me at uh, scott at thatotherpage.com and uh, I'll be happy to kind of answer any questions you have Uh, I I don't know you probably have something completely different in mind I may be proposing something that's far more complicated or or far more work (laughs) than I fully realize but um I just I think it'd be kind of fun to have something set up on a on a semi regular basis every two weeks every week you know whatever it is um, and I know long distance probably has its own set of issues but it seems like people do it and I'm sure there's a, a you know way to kind of give it some sort of cohesion whether it's uh, we find some central couple of things that we both make sure we take a look at. Um, see the same movie, watch the same show, both follow on something, talk a little bit beforehand. I mean, it's not hard to make things connected. Um, and maybe it'd be good. You know, I'd, I think it could be fun. Um, but I understand it's it's got to be something that everybody feels like is a good idea and, and wants to do. Okay, so I had said I didn't want to do a 20-minute uh, recording here, and according to Audacity, this is going to be about 20 minutes minus maybe two minutes of edits, so I'm going to wrap this up. But I did want to just send something to you um, on the off chance that you and, and I guess Amanda were interested in doing something. Um, could be fun, but absolutely no pressure, and, and really don't worry about it if it's if you want to go a different direction or not move on with this now that's fine so that's it and i guess i'll hope to hear from you soon thanks a lot bye